Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. An Unexpected Discovery by ATTHS Twice and Jillian's May, Chapter 2. Scully stood in front of her closet in only underwear as Emily clung to her. Okay, what do you wear to a not a date, but you want it to be a date? Scully's best friend Ellen gave her a look. Day, you obviously like him. Just tell him. I can't do that, she said flustered as she turned around. I mean, yeah, he's a psych professor, so he's not going to judge me, but be reasonable, Elle. I'm a single mom. There's not really a market for women like me. Of course there is. Single moms under 30? Okay, we've narrowed it down a little, but I really think he likes you too. You don't even know him. How could you possibly know that? Please. Ellen scoffed, pulling a dress of deep midnight blue from the closet and laying it on the bed. She took Emily from her and smiled as she tickled her. He, without prompting, offered to watch a child he'd never met to help you out and allow you to teach your class. He could have said something cruel or rude, but he was helpful. He likes you. Scully stared at her and Ellen raised her eyebrows. Deal with it. Get dressed. I'll get little miss ready for our sleepover. You don't need to keep her overnight. I'll come and get her after I get home. No, the house will be empty, giving you a chance to... She wiggled her eyebrows and Scully raised hers. This is a first date. Or not a date, just drinks. That's all. It's not going to lead to anything you may be suggesting or thinking. She shook her head and Ellen shrugged. Nothing? Not even a kiss? I... I don't know. But it definitely won't be what's going through that dirty mind of yours. Mm Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Let me get dressed. She laughed as she smacked her playfully, and Ellen walked toward the door. Put on the push-up bra. It makes your boobs look great in that dress. Ellen, Scully warned. Okay. We're going to go and let you get dressed up for your not date. Remember the bra? Ellen winked and gave a smirk. Scully stared at her as she started to close the door, and Ellen tilted her head, raising one hand in a have-it-your-own-way. But you know I'm right gesture. She closed the door and leaned against it, shaking her head. Looking down, she sighed. Pushing away from the door, she walked to her dresser and took out her black and pink push-up bra. Undoing the clasps on the one she was wearing, she took it off and slid on the other, mumbling under her breath about how very annoying Ellen could be when she was right. Across town, Mulder changed his shirt for the third time, a different tie for each. This is so stupid he murmured to himself, deciding to stick with his shirt no matter what. It's just drinks, not a date. But what if it was? He didn't want to show up looking shaggy or too casual. Damn, he said, taking off the navy tie and his shirt before reaching for the one he'd had from the start, plaid with green and dark blue. Buttoning it over his white undershirt, he picked up the gray tie and quickly tied it. Tucking it into his dark jeans, he buttoned and zipped them and tightened his belt. He put on some brown boots and walked to the bathroom to fix his hair. He smiled at his reflection, thinking he actually looked quite nice for their date. No, not a date. Just drinks. He sighed, wishing it was more, but he would follow Scully's lead on this one. His phone beeped and he stepped into the bedroom to get it, finding an email from Scully. Heart racing, fearing she was canceling, he opened the message and saw she had sent the address to her house. He smiled and emailed back that he would be there in 20 minutes. Grabbing his car keys, wallets, and phone, he said goodbye to the fish and lifted his jacket from the coat rack. 
Locking the door behind him, he ran down the stairs, not having any patience to wait for the elevator. He pulled up to her house 20 minutes later, on the dot. Taking a deep breath, he got out and walked through the short gate and up the front path. He grinned as he looked around the yard of the little house. There were signs of her life with Emily everywhere. Outdoor toys left in the grass, colorful pinwheels in the garden, a child stroller and a baby doll stroller off to the side, chalk drawings on the cement, and little shoes and rain boots by the front door. Smiling at the sign hanging from a nail on the door that read, Welcome to the chaos. We're glad you're here. He knocked and waited. She opened the door and he drew in a breath, completely unprepared for the sight before him. She wore a dress of dark blue and silver strappy heels. Her hair was down, which she usually wore it pulled back in a ponytail, and he saw it was longer than he had previously thought. She was wearing her makeup differently than she normally did too, her eyes and lips darker. And sweet Jesus, did she smell good. Hey, she said quietly, and he cleared his throat. Hey, he croaked out, and she laughed. Clearing his throat again, he nodded. Hello. His voice sounded normal, and she gestured for him to come in with a smile. I just need to grab my purse and my jacket, and I'll be ready. Make yourself at home. He followed her down the hall and into the kitchen, as she went into what he assumed was her bedroom. Emily's not here, he called, as he looked around with a smile. Again, there was evidence of a life of which he had not had any previous knowledge. Brightly colored plastic plates sat drying on the side of the sink. A booster seat was connected to a kitchen chair. There were toys in baskets under the lip of the island counter, full of different types of toys. Dolls, trucks, a doctor's kit, a toy microscope, and a wooden train set. Pictures on the wall and fireplace were of her and Emily, what appeared to be her with her parents and siblings, with and without Emily, and a couple of pictures of Scully when she was pregnant. Oh no, she called back, her heels clicking on the wooden floor as she walked into the room, pulling a gray jacket around her shoulders. My friend Ellen is watching her tonight, at her place. Oh, that's nice, though I was kind of hoping to see her for a minute. She stared at him and he smiled. She's a sweet little girl. I enjoyed spending time with her today. Well, thank you. She blushed. And thank you again for your help. It meant a lot. Of course. Should we get going? She asked as she pulled her arms through the sleeves. Yeah, other people deserve to see you in that dress, he said, smiling as he stepped closer. Is it too much? I, uh, I don't get the chance to go out often, and I... God, no. You look great. You look beautiful. You are beautiful. She stared at him again, and he blushed furiously. I just... Thank you. She grinned, and he exhaled, feeling like he'd stuck his foot in his mouth. You look really nice, too. I like that shirt. Thanks. He grinned, happy he'd made the right clothing choice. So how about those drinks? I like the ambiance of this place, she said as they sat down. It's... I know this might sound weird or... But it feels young and happy. As if you're an old woman, he teased, and she smiled. It's not that. It's just... I love my life, my daughter. She's everything to me. I wouldn't trade a day of my life when it comes to how it changed when I found out I was pregnant. But I'm not even 30, and sometimes I feel like with school, life, and then her, I missed it. That feeling of no worries or cares. Being here, she gestured to the bar that was full of college students, music playing from somewhere, the sound of pool balls cracking, and laughter. I feel young again, and even if it's for a little while, I like it. He smiled at her as the waiter arrived to take their order. I'll have a whiskey, 
he said, and looked at her. A dirty martini, really dirty. You got it, the waiter laughed, and she stopped him from leaving. I mean, I want it so dirty, it's cloudy. Grey Goose Vodka. You just became my new favorite person, he said, and winked at her as she laughed. She fanned herself and took off her jacket, placing it across the back of the chair. He, too, took off his jacket, the bar definitely warm. So, dirty martinis, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bloody Marys. Those are my two favorites. Good to know. She smiled, leaning forward with her chin on her hand, her blue eyes shining. Here we go. Let me know if that's dirty enough. The waiter set Mulder's whiskey down and then her martini. Oh, I can already tell it is, she said, reaching for the stem of her glass. Taking a sip, she closed her eyes and hummed in pleasure. Perfect. Good. The waiter winked again and walked away. A toast, she said, raising her glass and holding it closer to Mulder. A thank you, really, for helping me and giving me an excuse to get out of the house for a little while. Cheers to that, and you're absolutely welcome. Again. They clinked their glasses together, both of them smiling. So it was hard at first, but once we had a routine, it fell into place. I don't miss getting up four times a night, though. And does her father see her? No. Not... I haven't decided if he will. I don't want to keep Emily from her dad, but he's made no effort or shown any interest, so... She shrugged and she looked down at her drink. Well, he's an idiot. She's a great kid. She is, though you may not have thought so when she was sick yesterday. She laughed and he shook his head. No, I would have. She lifted her head and he suddenly noticed how flushed her cheeks were. Had he made her blush? No, it wasn't that. Reaching out, he touched her cheek gently, and his eyebrow shot up. You're hot. Um, what? She asked, pulling back a bit. I think you might have a fever. I don't. I'm... She touched her forehead and stared at him. Oh. He smiled as he reached out again and placed his hand on her forehead, and this time she leaned into his touch. Yeah, you definitely have a fever. I don't think alcohol and these nachos are the best food for you to be eating right now. I actually think we should get you home and into bed. Hmm, but I... She looked around and then down at her dress. I... Scully, he said softly, cupping her cheek, his thumb grazing her warm skin gently. We can do this again. Wow, you're really hot. I'm going to choose to accept that as a compliment and nothing else. She closed her eyes and exhaled as he chuckled quietly. Her eyes opened slowly and he saw now how glassy they had become. Taking out his wallet, he put down two twenties and a ten, knowing it was more than the amount of the check, but not caring. All he was concerned with was taking her home and getting some medicine into her system. Come on, let's go. He helped her to her feet, and she hummed as she bumped into him. Grabbing her purse and jacket, he placed an arm around her shoulder. She was so warm, he could feel the heat coming off of her through his shirt. Seriously, you're so hot. Should I take you to the emergency room? Don't be silly, I'm fine. He nodded, though he didn't quite believe her. Keeping a hold of her as they left the bar, he led her to the car. She kept her eyes closed on the drive back to her place, the little house he had liked as soon as he had arrived to pick her up. It was so her, her and Emily. We're here, he said softly, after a few minutes, and she opened her eyes. That was fast, she murmured, and he chuckled as he took off his seatbelt. A trip was always faster when a person was asleep for the majority of it, or all of it in her case. He opened the door for her and offered his hand to help her out. God, even her fingers felt overly warm. My keys are in my purse, I think, 
She started to reach inside, but he stopped her, taking her purse and finding them himself instead. The door unlocked, he pushed it open and turned on a light. She stumbled past him and started removing her jacket before heading to the bathroom. He followed and waited outside. Shit, he heard a minute later. You good? he asked. She opened the door and looked at the thermometer. A hundred and two and some change, she said defeated. As if I need more to worry about. Oh, she shivered suddenly. Great, now I'm freezing. Can you get my phone for me? Motor looked in her purse and took out her phone. Handing it to her, she folded in on herself to keep warm as she tapped on the screen before holding it to her ear. Hey, Elle. Actually, we had to cut it short. I think I caught whatever Emily had. I can manage, but... I know you offered, but... You know, I hate asking you to do that. Well, have you asked Em? Her voice changed as the voice on the other end of the phone became higher-pitched and more energetic. Hey, baby, listen. Mommy's sick. She doesn't feel good. I know but I don't want you to get sick again. It's just until tomorrow, okay? You be good for Aunt Ellen, okay? I love you, Em. She hung up the phone soon after and looked at him. Well, I'm down for the count. I need to email my students and tell them not to come tomorrow. Oh, I need to send them their reading and assignments. Fuck, I... She stopped talking, spacing out. Scully, are you okay? She said nothing, just bolted into the bathroom and huddled over the toilet as undigested food made its way up. He waited outside the bathroom, leaning against the wall and listening to her vomiting. He sighed, wishing he could do something to help her. The toilet flushed and he heard the sink running, and then she groaned as she leaned against the doorframe. I feel terrible. Ugh. You need some medicine. Where do you keep it? My bathroom. She pushed off the doorframe and walked down the hall, him following behind her. She sat on the bed and pointed to the bathroom with a groan. The medicine cabinet. He smiled and walked into the bathroom. As he grabbed the bottle of medicine and turned around, he saw the bathtub, and somehow the sight of it was when he fell in love with her. It was a rather large tub, no doubt something she enjoyed relaxing in, as evidenced by the baskets in the corner with magazines, candles, and bottles of bubble bath and oils. But it wasn't that which caused him to fall. It was the items along the edge of the tub. Rubber bathtub toys of sea creatures, jungle animals, ducks, and unicorns lay all along the edge. Cups of different sizes, a bottle of bubbles to blow, and bathtub crayons sat beside them. Seeing how their lives were so intermingled, thinking of how she would need to move those items in order to have a calming bath, it endeared him to her as a mother and a woman. So many men he knew needed a man cave and their own time. Mothers, well, most mothers, didn't get that option, and he knew Scully was her own person aside from motherhood, but seeing evidence of it right in front of his eyes... He was a goner. Did you find it? I know it's a mess in there. No, I've got it. He walked out of the bathroom and saw her sitting on the bed with her eyes closed and he smiled. Yeah, he was a goner. She was sleeping, breathing deeply out of her mouth. He watched her, feeling her head and nodding as it felt cooler, though not as cool as it should be. She had changed into her pajamas as he had gotten her some water to take her medicine. After she did, she had lain down with a sigh. I'm so sorry our date was cut short. She had breathed, and he knelt beside the bed, brushing the hair off of her face. Her eyes had fluttered open, and he smiled. Rain check, remember? She had nodded and whined slightly. You get some sleep. She had nodded again and closed her eyes. She had fallen asleep quickly, and he left her alone to get more water to leave beside her bed. 
Now he watched her sleeping, hoping she would be feeling better soon. He would wait for a bit and see if she needed any help, knowing it was hard being sick on your own. Walking to the kitchen, he took off his jacket, rolled up his sleeves, and loosened his tie. He looked around again and found he really liked being there, felt comfortable in her space. It was very inviting. Looking more closely around the rest of the house, he smiled at the photos on the walls and pictures drawn by Emily. Lines of color with no particular form, but treated as beautiful art. He liked that. Checking on her again, she was still sleeping, feeling cooler now. He nodded as he left the room, closing her door halfway. Sitting on the couch, he turned the television on low and took a deep breath. Just a bit longer, and he would check her again. He jerked awake almost two hours later, as he heard the toilet flush and he jumped up, hurrying down the hall. She was coughing, and he knocked but received no answer. Hearing her vomit, he walked into the bathroom and saw her huddled over the toilet. Looking at the sink, he saw a black rubber band and picked it up. Stepping closer to her, he gathered her hair and tied it back. Oh, I... Mm, she groaned and threw up again. He stood up and found a washcloth in a basket by the tub, and he wet it with cool water. Laying it across her neck, she moaned out a thank you. I think I'm done. There can't possibly be anything left. Oh, she flushed the toilet and he helped her up. I need to brush my teeth. She walked to the sink and took her time brushing them. Back in bed, he wiped her face with a washcloth and she sighed. Satisfied she was okay, he went back into the living room. He stayed on the couch, waking with the rising sun and stumbling to the front bathroom to pee. Hands washed, face rinsed, he walked to her room to find her sleeping, her hair damp. Good, he murmured, feeling her forehead and finding it cool. Her fever must have broken in the night. She stirred but did not wake. Taking her glass, he went to the kitchen and got more water, bringing it back to her room and then going back to the kitchen to find himself something to eat. A bowl of cereal and a cup of coffee later, he heard her shuffling down the hallway. Oh, I didn't know you were still here. He turned and looked at her, smiling at her disheveled appearance. She was absolutely adorable. Shit, I must look terrible. Her hand went to her hair and he shook his head. You look more than fine. Hmm, you're a liar. He laughed and she smiled. Let me make you something to eat. She groaned and he stood up with a smile. Just toast for now. And maybe some tea? Sure. She fell asleep on the couch, her tea half drunk and only one piece of toast eaten. Her head was on a pillow beside his leg, and he had to fight the urge to run his fingers through her hair. His phone beeped, and he saw a message from Tyler. Took care of your classes for today. Spoke to Dr. Scully's assistant, and she emailed the students the information they needed. Hope she feels better soon. If you need anything else, let me know. He typed a quick message back and set his phone beside him. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. He glanced at her again and clenched his jaw. Just once would be okay, he convinced himself placing his hand on her head and running his fingers slowly through her hair. Just once, he thought, determined to stick to his own rule. But then she hummed and he paused. Feels good, she whispered and he smiled, continuing to let her soft hair run through his fingers. A while later, Mulder heard the door unlock while Scully was bathing and he was on high alert. Ellen appeared in the doorway and was startled by his presence. Oh, I didn't realize. Are you... She said, standing in the front hall. Guppy fish, Emily said, and attempted to wiggle from Ellen's arms. She set her down, and she ran to Mulder, lifting her arms to be held. 
He grinned as he bent down and picked her up. Hello, Em. How are you today? We go see guppy fish? Oh, not today, sweet one. Mommy isn't feeling well. Mommy sick? Yeah, but we can see the fish next time, okay? She touched his tie, holding it in her hands, and nodded seriously. We see fish waiter, Aunt Ellie. I think that's a good idea. Hi, I'm Ellen. Fox Mulder. They nodded, and she looked him up and down, watching as he interacted with Emily. Yeah, she liked this one. Where's Dana? Taking a bath. She should be out soon. I'll go see how she's doing. She walked down the hall, a smile tugging at her lips. Knocking on the door, she stated it was her, and she walked into the bathroom. Hey, how you feeling, hun? Much better, Scully said with a smile. I suppose emptying my stomach of everything I've ever eaten helps a little. She shook her head inside. Or the man down the hall, perhaps? Ellen. He stayed the night day, and it was just drinks? She stared at her, and Scully stared back. Maybe a bit more, she admitted, and Ellen nodded. Uh-huh. Let me get you a towel. Thank you again, Scully said with a smile, wrapped in a warm, fluffy robe, her hair still up from her bath. You didn't have to stay, but I am thankful you did. You're welcome, and you don't have to take me out to thank me this time. He smiled, and she looked at him. And if I wanted to? Are you asking me out? Mulder smirked at her, his expression suggestive. Or in, perhaps? Dinner? Here? This weekend? He grinned and looked over at Emily, playing with her blocks. I'd like that. Good. It's a date. Yes, he said, placing his hand on her cheek, his thumb stroking gently. Yes, it is. He kissed her forehead and she sighed, her heart fluttering. Feel better and let me know if I can bring anything to our dinner date. I will. He said goodbye to Ellen and Emily and walked out the door. Scully let out a breath and grinned. Mm-hmm. Ellen hummed loudly from across the room and she turned to her, shaking her head with a smile she could not and would not keep hidden. He walked up the front walkway carefully, mindful of the item in his hands and the many toys in his path. She had said he didn't need to bring anything, but he knew there was one thing he needed to bring at least, and he was excited to see the reaction to it. Ringing the bell, he balanced it again and waited. Hearing fast little feet running toward the door, he grinned and squatted down, bracing himself, but wanting her to be the first one to see it. The door opened and Emily stood before him, Scully beside her. Oh, oh, so pretty. Fishy. Mommy see fishy? Guppy, guppy fish. She clapped her hands and then leaned forward to look closer at the fish in the small tank with the castle lid. He had put in rainbow-colored rocks, two green plants, and a teal-colored betta fish. Watching her face and the excitement upon it, he knew he'd made the right choice. Actually, my girl, Scully said, squatting beside her, that's a betta fish. Isn't it beautiful? Pretty betta fish. So pretty. Fish swim fast. She looked at it from all sides, Mulder grinning as he watched her. Let's let Mulder and the fishy come in and we can look at it more. She stepped back and picked up Emily, allowing Mulder to enter the house. He stepped inside and walked to the kitchen, setting it on the counter. She placed Emily on a chair and stood beside her as she watched the fish swimming around the plants. He smiled and looked at Scully, planning to make a comment about Emily's excitement, but the words were never spoken as she grabbed his sweater and pulled his lips down to hers, kissing him firmly. The shock of it caused him to freeze, but then he kissed her back, his heart pounding in his chest. Pulling back, he stared at her and she smiled, tugging on his sweater once more, kissing him again. Mommy, fishy is so pretty. 
Mm, yes, baby, it's very pretty, she said, her eyes on Mulder and not the fish. She grinned and he cleared his throat. So I did good? He teased and she laughed softly, letting go of his sweater and smoothing down the wrinkles she had made. I'd say so. Good, he responded, looping an arm around Emily's middle to stop her from getting too close to the tank and falling off the counter. I mean, I wasn't sure when her birthday was, so... Oh, it's a birthday gift? I like to cover all my bases. Well, you're a bit early. It's not for a couple months yet. Hmm. Then I'll have to get something else when that time comes. Yes, she agreed with a smile, lacing her fingers with his other hand and squeezing. Yes, I suppose you will. He grinned and squeezed back, falling further in love with her, if that was even possible. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>